This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I look back at when I was a kid in retail and shopping and all of that. My favorite place to this day is um is Dayton's. It's Dayton's. I think that Minnesotans, we will forever remember Dayton's. Then Dayton's became um Neiman Marcus, right? It became no, was it Neiman Marcus? No, Marshall Fields. Marshall Fields. It, it uh, uh Dayton's became Marshall Fields, and then Marshall Fields became Macy's. Dayton's will always go down as my favorite. Okay, it's the it's the the local angle. It's the it's the the Minnesotan in me just love it. Right when it was Marshall Fields, I still appreciated it. it was still a brand that I supported, but then it became Macy's, and I never was really about the Macy's brand. Like when I heard about Macy's, it was cool. Because growing up, you always saw and heard about what? The Macy's Parade. Mm-hmm. You always saw that on like on, on television. You heard about it, right? So Macy's had a name always. That was part of their brand. Yeah, it was the brand recognition of Macy's. Yeah. But when, when Macy's got into downtown Minneapolis, because remember, for at least for me, Dayton's was everywhere. But when you're a young kid and you don't have a driver's license and stuff like that, whatever, and you you know you hop on the bus, mm-hmm. there were two prominent locations. As a Northside kid, you went to Brookdale, and you went to downtown Minneapolis, down right across from the city center. Okay, Macy's was the game changer in that it just was different. And throughout the years in retail, Macy's brand, in my opinion, everybody's got an opinion. Mine is that just the brand just hasn't held up. I don't think about, I can't tell you the last time I shopped at Macy's. Did they just not evolve with the rest of the brands that are that are out there with all of these kind of specialty shops? To me, Macy's was not as good of a brand. It didn't carry as good of a product as Dayton's. It just seemed like when it went from, it was almost like if you want to say Dayton's was on 10, then Marshall Fields was on, on 8, and then Macy's all of a sudden was like on 6. Because to me, growing up in outstate Minnesota, like Macy's was, you know, not only the Thanksgiving Day Parade, but Macy's, it's like if you went to Macy's, like you had 
You were living all right when you went to Macy's. Because we didn't have it here, and we were doing it out of town. That was the thing. You were you were in other places shopping at Macy's. Like, oh, yeah. Like it, we, it, didn't, it, we weren't even close to anything. Yeah, it was, it was like that was the thing to do. If you're, if you're not in Minnesota any longer and there's a Macy's in wherever you're at, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Macy's, mm-hmm. right? But once Macy's became ingrained into, into Minnesota, I don't want to say that that their stores all went to went in the tank, but it was just a different feel here. Now, I do believe over the course of the last 15 years that from their products, they have downgraded uh, and scaled back the luxury and the really nice items that they have. They've, they've got some marginal brands, um, and I think that the cost of the stuff um, got a lot more reasonable. But I think the quality, it became reasonable. The reason why I bring this up is because Macy's, are they're going to close 150 stores. 150. And they're going to, quote, pivot to luxury with new Bloomingdale's locations. So now, this is the thing. And I love some reaction to this at 651-461-9226. Right now, and you're going to see more of this because I've gotten wind of this for the last couple of months, and and I'll just take you behind the curtain a little bit. There's an effort to create more luxury space than what we've already gotten, okay? And, And the Macy's closing down all these stores doesn't necessarily impact me from a retail perspective because mm-hmm. I don't I'm not a Macy's shopper. You don't shop at Macy's, so but this is the thing. So you guys know that there are a couple of places that I go to in the Galleria. And in and, and full transparency, when people hear Galleria, you think, oh my gosh, you got a lot. I no, I'm not rich. You think hoity toity. Yeah, you think don't think like that. There's only like a couple of places in the Galleria I go to. And I ain't buying off of the uh, the regular price rack. I'm buying off the the sales rack. Okay, let's just be clear about that. You got okay? the, you got the nice H- colored stickers H- on H- the H- end cap. H- yeah, exactly. Henry Lake's not Mister Bougie. Okay, <laughs> I like I like I like a, a nice deal like anybody else out there. But this is my point. And many of you maybe haven't heard about this yet. But if you go through the Galleria, you'll see you'll start to see the signs. When you think of the Galleria, and it doesn't matter about Edina, Minnesota. Anytime you hear Galleria in any city, you think upscale, right? Because that's the way it's been. St. Louis, same thing. Galleria Mall has always been kind of a higher-class deal. Houston, Texas, the Galleria on Westheimer, higher end. So whenever you hear that, you think, okay, they got some nicer shops. Edina, Minnesota is no different. Whether it's Louis Vuitton, um, you've got um, Tiffany's, you've got high-end stuff in the Galleria. My point in bringing this up is... Because a lot of people don't know about this. There are shops that are moving out of the Galleria. High-end shops. And not only high-end shops, but if you walk through the Galleria right now and you go right next door to Pittsburgh Blue, there's no longer a Lululemon there. Lululemon has stepped out of the Galleria. They're going into Southdale. Now, the, the, the brand that's going to replace the Lulu is allegedly a brand called Aloe. Which I've never bought, but I hear it's it's very it's kind of similar to to Lulu, whatever, right? Okay, just just different. Lulu's going into Southdale, but also 
there's high-end shops. Southdale's trying to create a corridor where it's just high-end. Just high-end, like super high-end. I don't know if it's like Gucci or like those type of brands. My point is this. I don't think that that's the move. No. I don't think that that's going to be a successful venture for Southdale. When you think of the Southdale Mall, do you think that you're going to Southdale to no. get Louis Vuitton? No. And I don't understand what we're doing I, I, here. I think you're going to turn away a significant amount of people that, I mean, let's be honest, when you're going to malls right now with the advent of online shopping, like, I'm I'm a fan of malls. I enjoyed when I was younger going to a Hot Topic or going to a structure, going to just different stores to look around and see what was out there. And just, I mean, it was kind of one thing that I did to just enjoy it, you know, enjoy some time to myself. But if you're looking at replacing stores with high-end products, I feel like you're really banking on the higher price point, less consumers. And if that's what you feel like you want to do, but I feel like foot traffic right now, when it comes to malls, is never going to be what it was pre-pandemic. So I feel like that that's a that's a losing battle right then and there. The this is the deal. When I look and think about retail right now, and you can weigh in at six five one four six one nine two two six. Jason DeRussia said something that I found interesting earlier, and he mentioned that when he thought about retail that it was either the super upscale or you had the just the basement bargain bin stores, that there was nothing necessarily in the middle. And I'm not sure if I agree wholeheartedly with that. I, I think there's something for everybody, but I just don't think that going super high in in a Southdale mall is going to be – Ultimately successful. Now, I do think that one of the reasons why this is a thing is because, number one, I think there's an effort to try to 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 revamp Southdale. I'm not sure if the super luxury in Southdale works, but we've got the brand new Lifetime that's in the uh, Southdale Mall. And it's, it's the nicest Lifetime that you're going to go to in the state of Minnesota. It's that nice. Um. Are they going to be able to get more traction and more people in, in, in butts into Southdale to shop? Because it's been down. And a lot of malls have been down the last couple of years. Yeah. I I think that the best effort to get people into Southdale is to kind of go about it in the way that they've done Ridgedale. Because Ridgedale doesn't have these super high, super expensive luxury items. Well, and I mean, if you're talking about trying to do what the Galleria and Edina did and you're – Southdale, the the perception of the gallery is you've already got these high-end shops. And how are you going to change the perception of moving away from the Galleria and going to Southdale? I, I feel like that's also something that's going to be – it's going to be hard for people to get out of that frame of mind. Let's take a phone call from Penelope. She is in Edina. How are you doing, Penelope? I'm doing – oh, I want to make sure I'm not getting in your way of um, the radio. But – I'm doing good. Um, my I live in Edina, and it's funny because there's 
I've been hearing a little bit about what you're talking about. Yep. Um, and I think what they're doing is they're catering to those of us that grew up in the malls, but with higher end products. Mm-hmm. Because I still like to go to the mall. Um, you know, it's it's just an attraction for me. There's the they just are putting a Kowalski's in it. Um, Southdale, as well as the Lifetime that's there, and I yep. think they just are catering to the people that can afford to go to that Lifetime. Yep. And the people that can afford to shop at Kowalski's. I think I think you're you're 100 right, and that's where I was kind of getting to, and I'm glad that you stole my thunder because I because I was I was just kind of leading into that in terms of with the Lifetime. I think that's a big part of that, and and I'm not saying yeah. sitting here saying that that Brom was telling them, hey, you got to put all the stuff in there, right? But I think that probably right. when Brom was looking to go there because his visions for an all-encompassing, like, have um, these, almost like these pods in these villages and other cities where you have a full service, like a grocery store and living quarters and all that, that's a part of it. But this is the thing, Penelope, and and I want your reaction to it, and you live in Edina. When I don't think, the reason why I don't think it's going to be as successful is because when I think of the Galleria and those type of stores that have been there, those stores are so unique and different from a branding perspective, I don't envision them being in the typical mall. That's the reason why I think that they are successful at the gallery. Like, when I go to the, uh, uh, to Ridgedale or to other malls, I don't expect to see a Louis store. Right? Like, like so, right. So, 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 so to flip and think that that's what I should identify with and think that this successful high-end luxury um, corridor in Southdale is going to to gravitate a bunch of people there, I'm not, I, I'm kind of, I have a mixed feeling yeah, about that. But I will tell you, uh-huh. as a, you know, 63-year-old woman who grew up at the pinnacle of mall, you know, mall crawl, um, I think the people that loved malls, they're catering to us. They're not catering to kids. They don't want a bunch of kids hanging out. They don't want a bunch of, you know, they want the higher-end client, they want, and who knows? I mean, they could put high-end high and then, you know, what some people consider as middle ground. But I really, I like the thought. The mm-hmm. other thing we have to keep in mind is Southdale was the very first mall yep. ever in, ever. Oh, no, I know. Yep, so yep. I, if they're, yeah, if they're smart, they're going to um, help that as well. Yeah, So yeah. it's, I just think it's a region. The other thing is, you know, the, the, Baby boomers are not going to go down without a fight. And, you know, if they can um, connect living to this and make it, like you say, a small little community where people have, don't have to go outside, you know, frankly. Yep. It's a win-win. Let, let, me, let me say this real quick and ask you one more question and get your thought on it. Because personally, I am a mall shopper. I am not the person that Penelope that typically like we have these people that are just they get stuff shipped to them on Amazon or they they, they order stuff online. I'm not necessarily an online person because everything fits different, different brands and stuff like that. I like to go into a place and actually put it on and fill it and all that stuff, whatever, and, and do right. all of that. So that's this this actually kind of caters to me. My question is this, because right. maybe you know about this and I don't. Are there plans to have attached places to live to the Southdale Mall. Now, now, and I, I asked that because we know that there are a lot of new uh, apartments that are right near the mall, okay? And I actually have a friend that lives in the residencies of the West End, right? And I've been over there, right. and, it, and it's super nice and all that. But is there going to actually be living attached to 
um, like on the opposite side of where the um, where the lifetime is? Do, is there anything in the works yeah. that you've heard of? Um, that's what I've heard. I've heard that Lifetime is actually making, you know, condos or apartments. Or I'm sure it's apartments and not condos. But, yep. Um, that is what I've heard. Now, you know, is there? I happen to be in that industry as well, and you know, there's been a little bit of hubbub about it, but nothing glaring, nothing in the newspaper, nothing in the sun, the Edina Sun or anything like that. Um, but I mean, if they aren't, they're stupid. <laughs> Yeah. Because, again, like even on a night like tonight, we don't want to be outside. You know, build what's downtown, what got wrecked out here with some, you know, connection to the mall. And you will get people because, you know, right now, the people that walk Galleria, you know, they do some shopping, too. Yep. They just it's natural. Yeah. So make it a destination. Yep. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Penelope. I appreciate it. Thank you Thank so much. You. Take yep. Care. Take care. Penelope and Edina checking in. Perfect phone call. She was awesome. She she had some perspective, some insight. She lives in the area. Uh, it sounds like she's kind of in the know about some things that are going on out there. But, yeah, no, I, I went to uh, a couple of my friend's businesses out in that area, and one mm-hmm. of them directly that's in the uh, the gallery, they were like, yeah, um, this is what is kind of happening, and, and we'll see how things kind of shake out. I, I, and I asked them specifically, I said, what does this mean for your business in the gallery? And they're like, we're not exactly sure yet. Yeah. So we'll see how things they, shake uh, out. And I think that's just one of the under – I don't want to say underappreciated, but but I think under-understood aspects of retail with – we hear so much about the brick-and-mortar standalones, but the malls and just how one might go into another and then how the, the retailers are actually changing based on their, you know, demand. And I'm sure rent probably has something to do with it, so there's – a lot of moving parts in the retail world. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. I have another thought on this that I want to get to on the other side of a break. We're running behind. We'll do that next year on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I wonder how appealing that is. The that being... The concept of the all-inclusive, where you have the building you live in that's connected to the grocery store, that's connected to the shopping, that's connected to the gym. Because this has been something that that Brown McCrady from Lifetime Fitness has been thinking about for a while. And... I do wonder how many people will gravitate to the concept. Now, 
I think there'll be quite a few. Here? Yes. Yeah. You would think that that will be the case. And I think that realistically, and Penelope brought this up, the case study here in Minnesota is going to be Southdale. That's going to be the case study is Southdale Mall because I think that they've actually kind of tried and thrown it out there in terms of um, what do you call it, um, in other other states. Like I think they might have one in Florida, maybe one in Arizona that they've taken a glance at and stuff. But here – it might become a thing. I think I think the concept would be extremely appealing to certain individuals where everything is because, I mean, I, I think you look at the popularity of all inclusive resorts and that's kind of what I'm going off of is where you've got everything you need right there and you don't have to worry about going anywhere to get anything. Well, let me say this real quick. The only place in the Twin Cities it could work is Edina. I don't think it could work anywhere else. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think that they're like. If they try to do this at St. Louis Park, I'm not sure that it would work because there's. I'm thinking of where 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 lifetimes are at. Okay. I'm not sure if it will work in St. Louis Park. I'm not really sure that it would work in Eden Prairie because that's where flagship is. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, one in Minnetonka? Crosstown, you you can't build okay. you, I, that wouldn't work. You can't build up around. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of where where the the nearest locations are close to, to where shopping is. Yeah, Edina is the perfect spot. It is, and I feel if there's a place that you're going to experiment with new things, Edina is probably the place. And I mean that it, it's just I think that you've got more flexibility because people have more financial freedom in Edina. And I feel like that's one of the benefits to, you know, to that area is the fact that you do have a little bit more wiggle room to try something where you're not going to price yourself out of the market. If that makes sense. The now, um, and this is just something because of Penelope's phone call, it got me interested in doing a Google search. The Southdale and Ridgedale Malls are going to have Kowalski's now. Okay. And they open up this spring. This spring. And the one that's going to be at Edina's Southdale Center, 34,000 square foot store. I, this is going to be interesting, man. It really is. And, and I have a membership level to where I can access the Edina one. I don't never really go to the Edina one that much, maybe once a month. Mm-hmm. I typically would, I go to all the other lifetimes. I, I go there every now and then. I'll put it like that. Sure. But not. I'm not a regular. It's a rarity that I go access the Edina one. Typically, if I'm in the area and I need to get a workout in, I'll go to the, to the Edina one. I just it's, – it's, 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 it's a little high-end for me. Well, I think that- it, it's, it's a little Chad Hartman for me. Ooh, it's a little, huh? it's a little tubsy for a uh, little tubs, yeah, little and tubsy have never <laughs> been mentioned in the same sentence. I can guarantee you that. But I, I do think you know because I know we have to go to break here too. But I mean, you were kind of talking about all Kowalski's. If you're talking about you know they're they're going in these shopping centers, I mean they're zigging when everybody else is zagging. So I kind of appreciate what it is that they're doing and going into these shopping mar- you know, into these shopping centers. Mm-hmm. 
because that used to be a thing. Like that used to be a thing when I was growing up in, in outstate Minnesota. Like we had a, and I know I'm dating, but we had a red owl in the uh, in the the Marshall Mall. Oh, you're going back. In the I, I mean, no, I we used to have a red owl at wall at one side and a Woolworth on the other, and it was just it was so. I mean, you had everything you needed right there because you had your market, you had your retail. By the way, I didn't know that there was um text line saying there is a a YZ a lifetime. Never been. Is there? Never been to it. Okay. I'm, I'm dead serious. I've never been to it. I'm sure there. I'm sure there's one up in that neck of the woods. Now I'm curious. Now it would make sense. Super curious. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. What does Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant, and Luke Longley all have in common? I'll tell you next on the Lake Show. Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant, and Luke Longley. What do they all have in common? They will go down as three of the worst sports teammates of all time. Yeah, you heard it right. Scottie Pippen is already that. He is one of the worst sports teammates of all time. Horace Grant joins him. Luke Longley joins him. They are going on a speaking tour, and it's called the No Bull Tour where they are going to discuss and voice their opinion about Michael Jordan and the 90s championship run of the Chicago Bulls. And it's all because Scottie Pippen is bitter still about the last dance. That's what this is about. Bitterness, animosity, jealousy of Michael Jordan. Now, Do I think that a player on that team that feels like the last dance wasn't accurately a portrayal of what all took place with Chicago Bulls basketball, that they should have a reason to feel a certain way? Yeah, I give you that. I give you that. But why this? Why so much bitterness? Why so much talking bad about Michael Jordan? When I watched the last dance, did I feel that Michael Jordan took a ton of shots at his teammates? If anything, the person that he took shots at was Isaiah Thomas. Right? Scottie Pippen needs to live with the fact that he quit on his team. When Michael Jordan retired and it was Scotty's team, he quit when Tony Kukoc made mm-hmm. the last shot. Wouldn't come off the bench? Scotty Pippen was a bad teammate then, bad teammate now. One of the worst teammates of all time. And Scotty Pippen's one of the great basketball players of our time. There wasn't anything that Scottie Pippen couldn't do. High flyer, could shoot, could defend. He was Mr. Versatility. But this is just bad, dude. Why do this? This is what you're doing, Scotty? And in Horace Grant? 
Like, Horace Grant wants to get in on the action? Sit down, Horace. And by the way, Horace wasn't a part of the second three-peat. Mm. So come on, Horace. Sit down, man. This is this. I hate this because what you're doing is you're tarnishing your legacy. And it, I hate that for it's, you. It's sad because the Chicago that those Bulls teams, when I was growing up, I grew up a Jordan guy. Absolutely. Like, like Michael Jordan was the absolute epitome of everything that an NBA player should be. And part of that was the Air Jordan brand with Nike. Like he was on a whole nother level in terms of what he was able to do. And, you know, Scottie Pippen coming along and you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> now you got these two guys that are running hand in hand. I mean, it's like the mega powers. It's like, who's going to stop them? Like, nobody's going to be able to stop Jordan and Pippen. And this was before the super team because you just went through the, the Celtics and the Lakers of the 80s. And then you had the bad boys, the Pistons, yep. the Pistons and then you went into this, this, this Bulls era. And it, it really is, is he, is, is Scottie Pippen, I don't understand the, the last dance. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought Michael Jordan had like some sort of creative control in that too, didn't he? Yes. Okay, so naturally it's going to have a pro-Jordan spin to no it. No question. But I didn't under I I didn't feel like what he said, and granted it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I never felt like anything he said about any of his teammates was completely out of line. And I don't I, I didn't take it. Did you feel so so when you watched the last dance, was there a feeling about Scottie Pippen that you had after watching it that was different from before? Because no, I, back, I can't back, no. back in the 90s when he did that, when he pulled that stunt, mm-hmm. when he wouldn't go into the game, when the play was called for Tony, and then Tony made the shot, yeah. and then he then he looked like a jackass. Like, back then I said, dude, you're a goofball for not going in the game. How can you not go in the game? You're the best player on this team. It, it was his chance to cement his team. Like when Jordan, when he stepped away to you know to do the baseball thing in honor of his dad, like okay, the Bulls still had this, and it it was Scottie Pippen's team, and yet at that very moment when he was on the bench, and Phil Jackson was you know drawing up a play for him, mm-hmm. and he was like no, and then you yeah you draw it up, and Tony Kukoc made the shot. I just wonder if we're talking about this completely different. If Tony Kukoc misses that shot, if that if that well, paints no. if that paints Scottie Pippen in a worse light, no, because it doesn't change it for me. It may change it for other people. It doesn't change it for me, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tell you why it doesn't. It doesn't change it to me because the reality is he didn't go in the game. It doesn't matter to me that Tony made the shot, make or miss. Scottie Pippen didn't go in the game. And I don't think that Luke Longley really wants to be a part of this. He's just going along for the ride. Yeah. Do, do I really think that Luke Longley has like some? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm I'm selling him short because we don't hear from Luke Longley, right? We don't, he, you know. But d- does he really have an axe to grind against Michael Jordan? No, I, I feel this, this is just this is riding the coattails if you're Luke Longley, and I would say even to a certain extent, Horace Grant. Like I, I mean, it's like. 
Who's next? B.J. Armstrong? Is he going to join this thing? I mean, B.J. Was, is, is Michael's guy. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, is B.J. going to join this thing next? I mean, you know, who, you know, what, you're going to have Steve Kerr going to stop his coaching? Is he going to join this thing, too? I mean, it's the it, no bull tour. <laughs> oh, no, no bull. I mean, Scotty Pippen. Come on, bro. Scotty Pippen's got the axe to grind. I don't know what what axe Horace Grant has got, other than his horrible free. Th- no, that was Bill Cartwright who had that awful free throw. Hey, he was effective. Oh, don't, he hate was, on, don't hate on Bill Cartwright. No, no, no. I, I when I was a kid, I tried to replicate Bill Cartwright with you the arm wipe there, and it's like you couldn't do it because it was just so absurd. But yeah. Horace Grant, you think that you think that axe ever gets buried? Like, do they ever? Do they? No, ever no, just, no, not after this. This is no, no, no. You, 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 you went, mm. uh, you went beyond. And I think that you know what could have pushed it over the top. Although it's not something that Michael did, mm-hmm. is the whole Larsa Pippen thing. Oh, you, oh boy, that's uh, that's complicated. That that's a whole. But mess Michael didn't do itself. that. Michael, Michael didn't do it. Michael didn't do it. It's his nope. son. Yeah. It's Marcus. Yeah. That that didn't help things. It's blood. It's blood. I for I forgot about the Larsa Pippen thing. Yeah, that's that's a whole Horace Grant, man. Come on, man. Why are you doing this? Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're actually gonna get word on the street in before we wrap it up here on the Lake Show. All right, it's time for word on the street. That's the final thing that we'll do. Closing out the show tonight. We appreciate you listening. Have you seen The Last of Us? The no, the show. Okay, it's actually a really good show based on the video game. And I'm haven't played the video game, mm-hmm. but Nick Offerman, who is Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec, just really talented, super funny man. He has a message for the haters who took issue <laughs> with his LGBTQ role in an emotional episode of. Last of Us, Offerman won the award for Best Supporting Performance in a New Scripted Series at the Film Independent Spirit Awards, where he took the opportunity to address some of the bigoted criticism he says he received about the episode. The Parks and Rec alum thanked HBO for, quote, having the guts to participate in the storytelling tradition that is truly independent. Stories that when homophobic hate comes my way and says, why did you have to make it a gay story? We said, because you ask questions like that, it's not a gay story. It's a love story, you a-hole, he said during his acceptance (laughs) speech as the audience cheered and applauded. He added that he hopes to see more of that representation before thanking the showrunners, his family, and hilariously, my bride, my puzzle coach, and my legal property, Megan Mullally, who is his, of course, real-life bride. His his one-episode arc on The Last of Us centers on an emotionally driven, heartbreaking love story between his character, Bill, who is a surly doomsday survivalist and the nomad he reluctantly took in named Frank, who was played by Murray Bartlett. Offerman also won an Emmy for his performance in the episode. Of course, it's uh, based on the award-winning video game of the same name. And uh, the series is set to return for another season with Caitlin Denver and Schitt's Creek star Catherine O'Hara joining the cast. Release date for season two has not been announced. It was a really emotionally heartbreaking episode. Mm. Nick Offerman is super, super talented. Yeah, I've never seen The Last of Us. You like? I loved it, yes. Mm. Yeah. 
I didn't know that Nick Offerman was in the series either, but when I saw it, I just, it was so different from the Ron Swanson character. And I love when you can see somebody who can do comedy so well, and then they end up doing other things well, just the range. It's super, it is really impressive to watch. Something that has not been impressive to watch is Russell Wilson. And uh, he knew from day one that helping to raise Ciara's son with future would become his new burden and responsibility in life, comparing himself to Jesus Christ's father, Joseph. The Broncos quarterback, whose future there in Denver seems uncertain at this point, appeared this week on the I Am Athlete podcast, where he talked about marriage with Ciara and the fact that he plays stepdad to her kid, Future Jr., with who she shares with the rapper. Russ literally says he felt God was talking to him to let him know that not only was Sierra the one for him, but that raising her boy was also something he was destined to do as well. He says that he was having a conversation with a man upstairs about this, and he explains that he felt God speaking to him and telling him this would become his path, namely becoming a family man. And yes, he does invoke Joseph's name as well as Jesus Christ. Now, if you remember, Future is Future's son, and he shares custody of the kid with Sierra, although we seem to see more with his mom... And considering the bad blood between Future and Russ, something says Future ain't going to take this very well. As for Sierra, she has not addressed Russ's words. Well, hold on. All right, there's a couple things here. Okay. First off, people can have whatever type of feeling that they want to have about Russell Wilson, the football player. But I don't think that anybody out there can say that Russell Wilson's a bad guy, that he's a bad human being. Russell Wilson is, to me, a really good guy. like oh, Publicly, he seems to be a really good guy. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I've hung out with Russell. Because everybody's probably got stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's always been open about about his, um, about his religious beliefs. His faith, yeah. And about his faith. And none of this surprises me at all. Now, I, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't term taking care or raising somebody's son as a burden. Um, that, I mean, I, I don't know that he put it or, or said it like that, but it's definitely a responsibility. And I think that I anybody should be applauded for that. Like, that's just a part of getting with a woman and you are embarking on a marriage. If they mm-hmm. have children, those are your kids. That's a part of it. So I like the way that he's tackling this. And dealing with it because this is his life. This is his life. I, I just love a lot of things about Russell Wilson. And w- with regards to future, I'm not a fan of future. Not just because I'm not, I'm not really a fan of his of his rap music, but future just does not seem to be a good guy. He seems to be a very disrespectful human being. Like, dude, she's not with you anymore. Yeah. So what's the need to go on to music and talk disrespectful about what has Russell Wilson ever done to you? He's raising your son to be a good, a good young man. And you're being disrespectful. Like, I don't get it, man. I really, I don't get what a part of that is insecurity. I, I don't get, yeah, but I just don't get, but people should be smart enough to understand that regardless of whatever issues you may have with your ex, mm-hmm. why would you take it out on the person that's raising your kid? Like that's stupid. Good question. If Russell Wilson was a, a terrible human being, yeah. I see it. But that doesn't seem to be the case. He kind of rubs people the wrong way, but I don't feel it's How? because of his... More, I, 
I mean, I think people just look at him as being just not your prototype. Like, he's just... Because he's religious. He's... So what, though? He's very... I think he's very... I think people perceive him as being very awkward socially, too. And I think that some people just don't know how to handle it. But let me say this. I I think that... And look, I am... um, I have a faith, and I have a belief, and I pray every day. I'm not, like, overly religious. I don't throw religion in people's faces and all that. I don't think that that's appropriate. I don't mm-hmm. think that you should be throwing stuff in people's faces and all that stuff. But look, if, if, if I'm walking past a person on the street and they have one of the bullhorns and all that, I don't give them a time of day because I just don't think that that's right. Yeah. Like, like you, can, you can do it in public and all that stuff. You have every right to, to showcase. That's not for me. My, my point in bringing this up, though, is whenever somebody's kind of openly religious, we kind of poo-poo them a little bit. Tim Tebow, same thing. Because people feel off-put or – they get frustrated when somebody kind of puts it out there. Well, I like feel that. Like if if somebody's a public figure and they're strong in their faith, people feel like every time that they are in the public eye, they're pushing it on them. Yeah, and that's not necessarily the case. It's not necessarily the case, but it's how it's perceived. That is how it's by the, and it's it is unfortunate. But I feel like yeah, that's and I feel like Russ kind of he kind of fits in that uh, fits in that mold as well. Yeah. Hey, Jennifer Lopez's uh, new flick, This Is Me Now, buzzing with some major guest stars, but it could have been a whole lot different. She said that uh, she reached out to Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande. Uh, both of them were busy. Of course, uh, Taylor's got the Eras tour, apparently, from uh, from what I'm hearing. And uh, uh, Ariana Grande, she's got her own thing going on. But she also reached out to Jason Momoa, Jennifer Coolidge, Lizzo, Vanessa Hutchins, Snoop Dogg were not available, but J-Lo did get some. She got Sofia Vergara, Jane Fonda, and Trevor Noah. Uh, Khloe Kardashian was supposed to pop in for a cameo, but she pulled out at the 11th hour. And uh, something that maybe uh, J-Lo thought that maybe she was a little bit scared to put herself out there. I don't think that any of these people are going to say publicly why they weren't a part of this. But the word on the street... Get it? Word on the street. Uh, word on the street. Well done. Is that J-Lo's kind of hard to deal with. Seriously, like like she's she's a diva. She's yeah. truly a diva. So that could be part of it, but I don't know. Right? But wh- why so many people turn her down, though? Like just, that's, those are some big names. Yeah, I, I think that some of them were legitimately busy. I mean, some. What's yeah, Snoop Dogg doing? Uh, unavailable? I don't know. <laughs> Isn't he smell? He's, he's selling. He's up those, in smoke. <laughs> I say he's he's selling those smokeless stoves right about now. And uh, well, the last story I want to save for tomorrow because it's I don't know if you've seen it, but if you have not, you guys need to find out who the f did I marry on TikTok. Oof! If you guys, you need to clear your schedule. Okay. It is it is a long, long, long thread. But uh, very interesting, and we'll get into that a little bit tomorrow. But, yeah, who the F did I marry? Mm. If you Google it, it will tell you all about Risa Tessa. That is the uh, lady's name. And talk about it. Is that the tease? That's the tease for tomorrow. Got you. All right, that's going to wrap up War on the Street. It's also going to wrap up the Lake Show. Back at it right here on The Good Neighbor kicking off at 6 p.m. Thanks to Brian Ness for being on the uh, the show. Brad Ness, rather, for being on the show. I said Brian. Brad Ness and Dame Mizzitani. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 